Hello and you're very welcome to another episode of the Bootcast, folks. I'm your host, Eugene Devereaux, and this is Series 3, Episode 2. The next guest is a man who has worn and continues to wear many hats in his life and career to date. He's a dad and husband first, CEO and philanthropist, investor, author, and podcast host. He formerly served as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency in the US. That's the one that the movie Jerry Maguire was based off and that famous line, show me the money with Tom Cruise. Um, he reached dizzying heights in terms of wealth and success only to lose it all and to bounce back again. He's recently just launched another book and it's with my gratitude and pleasure to introduce our next guest on the bootcast, Mr. David Meltzer. Enjoy this one, folks. Season three, episode two, Show Me The Money with David Meltzer. So, ladies and gents, David Meltzer. David, thanks for coming on the bootcast. I love it. <laughs> it's just uh, anything to unify the world. It's so great. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, just to give people a little bit of a background into, into yourself, what's... What's your, what's your backstory? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, you know, mine's really one, a journey of money, uh, believe it or not. I was uh, born uh, with a mom. My dad left when I was five. We had six kids, single mom uh, in Akron, Ohio, uh, which is a normal blue collar place. But I really wanted to be rich. That's really my life's goal. And the reason I want to be rich, I wanted to buy my mom a house and a car because I grew up super happy. And the only time I wasn't happy is when I saw my mom crying because of financial distress, you know, not enough food or the car broke down. Normal things that happened, but uh, driven by money, I started to build a relationship with money that it bought happiness, uh, it bought love. And it was reinforced because I had such great focus uh, and consistent behavior. So even, you know, where I went to school and, and I got engaged when I was in law school to a rich girl and then broke it off with her because I made money. I was a millionaire nine months out of law school uh, and bought my mom that house in the car and felt as if I was her favorite child. And then beyond that, you know, went to the Silicon Valley and made more money and married my dream girl from childhood. Everything I did uh, revolved and reinforced my relationship with money that it bought happiness and it bought, uh, you know, love. And that all came to an abrupt uh, stop when I lost it all. I was a CEO of the world's most famous world's most famous sports agency, a place called Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. They made the movie Jerry Maguire about our firm. <laughs> uh, but that's when uh, reality struck and I had to shift my paradigm in life 13 years ago and started to live my life uh, with different values and to be of service, to be of value and to trust the universe that everything would come back to me, through me, for everyone else. And mm. That's what brings me here today, a mission to help the, the world. I want to uh, create happiness with over a billion people. I want to inspire a thousand people like you to inspire another thousand to inspire another thousand people. Brilliant. Super. That's, that's an amazing backstory. And, and just, to, just to give people a, a context of like, like how successful were you? Like what, what kind of heights did you get to? You know, uh, I had over $100 million of assets on paper. I had a golf course in Ski Mountain, 33 homes in California alone. We had uh, 
anything I wanted to buy, I could buy. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is that's what I dreamed of. And the only time I wasn't happy, uh, was when I actually had it all. I remember looking, I lived in a huge home that I built for my wife. And I remember thinking, look at the ceiling going, Oh shoot. What do I do? What do I do now? I lost what I call the enjoyment of the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of my potential. Wow. Crazy. Um, <laughs> you're flabbergasted. <laughs> you know, just trying to, just trying to even conceptualize, um, and I suppose from those lessons of you know reaching dizzying heights and kind of coming back down again. In terms of business, and you do a lot of work coaching now and mindset and mentorship. What what kind of what kind of advice would you have for a business, particularly now in, in the, the COVID-19 climate? Yeah. So, you know, first of all, there's two things we have to consider. One is cash, right? We want to make sure we stabilize our cash because we don't know. It's very uncertain business-wise what's going to happen. And the rule of business is a business is a business until you run out of money. Once you run out of money, you have no business. Your employees, you are hurting your employees. Uh, you cannot pay your employees if it's going to put you out of business because they're going to end up in the same position uh, without any money as well. So you need to keep your cash position so that you stay in business and you continually uh, second take inventory of your values, of your culture. Uh, and every day you need, because we are in compressed times, compressed change and compressed uncertainty, you need to take uh, inventory of those cultural values every day to make the best decisions. And one thing uh, that I'm helping all of my clients with and everyone else, I'm doing a free training today. I'm online every day doing free Q&A. But there's four things that we can control. So remember, the change that occurs is we're changing. Nothing else is really changing. So we want to control the four things that we can control. Number one, our mindset, right? So we have to practice the right mindset in order to effectuate a positive mindset, one of productivity, how much value are we going to provide, accessibility, are others accessing us, how are we accessing what we want, and gratitude. And then the second is what we say and what we hear. Uh, we can control what we say, and we also can control what we hear. Too many people are in, you know, completely inundating themselves mm. with negative energy and negative ideas. Yeah. We need to inundate ourselves with positive speak and positive listening. Uh, we also can control our feelings, right? When you're anxious, frustrated, angry, separate, inferior, superior, resentful, offended, all these different fear-based emotions, you need to go back to center. You need to control your emotions in order to clear the connection to the lessons, to clear the collection, clear the connection to the light, clear the connection to the love. This is going to inspire you. Motivation is one thing, but it won't last. It won't last the time of COVID. Inspiration is permanent. It's infinity. And there's a difference. Fear can Fear can motivate you. It can't inspire you. Fear is a soul sucker. It'll suck your energy, but it will get you focused. And then the last thing that we can control is our actions. So if you control your mindset, control what you say and what you hear, control what you feel, and control what you do, you are going to make it through this 
literal situation is a miracle. More millionaires are made during the depression than any other time. More millionaires will be made today than any other period in history. You'll see there's huge opportunity for those that control their mindset, what they think and hear, what they feel and what they do. Solid, solid advice. Um, Brilliant. Okay. So just moving on. So I kind of try and keep a balance between like mindset and overcoming challenges and travel experiences and adventure. So (laughs) (laughs) any travel experiences from before COVID-19 that was really uh, an eye opener for you or like a big, a big change in terms of your perspective? Yeah. You know, you're not blessed because you just mentioned all the things in my life, you know, before and during and after COVID, all of the things that we have are how I've learned the lessons, how I've experienced and grown. Uh, And so my travels, I'm going to use one that's probably closer to your heart. Uh, I worked with Leslie Buckley uh, from Aircom and uh, I was CEO of the world's first smartphone, a thing called the PCE phone. And uh, I was blessed to have a helicopter and a pilot. And uh, I will tell you my travels through Ireland uh, really at that stage, I was in my late twenties and early thirties when I was in uh, Ireland. And so, uh, you know, the travels that I had, what I learned was efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. You know, here was a country uh, with this amazing resource, and the resource that they had was kindness. Every city I went to, you know, because I had the helicopter, you know, traveling around Ireland is not easy on those roads, but I could go in a day from Tolo to Ennis down to Waterford in one day, take on meetings and press conferences. But the amazing thing, I got to meet so many people uh, and the resource back then, uh, the economy was not that good in the 90s, Mm. uh, but the resource of the people of Ireland uh, inspired me because Throughout, you know, I was, the the town of Ennis was HP's town of technology. We instituted a high-speed modem access to everyone back then to see the economic effects of technology. Mm. But as you know, in Ireland, there is a people culture. Uh, There's a community. Uh, And from Cork into all the places you go, the happiness that I learned always stuck with me that no matter how much involved I was in technology and how technology could separate us, that there was nothing more powerful than the human connection. And for me, my trips to Ireland and working in Ireland for two and a half years uh, taught me the value of emotional connection. Uh, People buy on emotion for logical reasons. Uh, In fact, when I lost everything, the first thing I did was utilize the skill set that I learned in Ireland I went and asked people for help. You know, I'd spent so many nights in the pub with Guinness and music and, you know, people, the the other thing that I learned was amazing and you'll get this, people line up to tell you the next story Uh, and and the stories all have lessons. And I built all my books, all my speaking, all my coaching are based on building off of lessons and creating stories and that all came from Ireland because that's exactly what I learned every night because uh, they wouldn't let me stay in every night and there was always time just one more pint lad just one more pint Dave I've had just one more pint until four or five in the morning yes. uh, too many times uh, but I would I want you know to hit home my travel stories because I have traveled the world yeah. I've been everywhere 
and people as a resource and lessons and stories and emotional attachment were some great lessons that I took uh, from working those years uh, with John Moores and Leslie Buckley and the whole crew uh, down there from Dublin to Tolo to Waterford to Ennis. Brilliant. Super. I didn't, I didn't realize that you, you had such a significant and uh, long, long spell of, of working in Ireland. That's, that's well, amazing. I want to come back after this COVID. <laughs> come back, come back. Um, I'm, I'm actually from Carlo, so it's not too far from yeah. Tolo. It's crazy. Small world. <laughs> I've been to the county of Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's amazing. Um, I know we, we don't have much time, but just moving on then to adventure. So I suppose physical adventure and physical kind of pursuit that people, people might do in their lives. And have you coached or like mentored anybody that was doing something really off the wall or that looked to be impossible? Oh yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I co-mentor so many different athletes, celebrities, uh, you know, my business partner is a Hall of Fame quarterback, American football player, Warren Moon. Yeah. Uh, but I was just on the phone with Wim Hof. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I don't think I've met too many people more uh, extraordinary in my entire life than Wim Hof, uh, who is, you know, really mastered uh, resilience. Mm. And, you know, the three things that he teaches that is so relevant today, the three things, one, strength two health and three happiness. And he does it through meditation, cold and commitment. Uh, and he's able to do, if you haven't looked him up, you know, Wim Hof, the Hof method, he has a free 40 day COVID uh, challenge to take people through. He's giving everything for free or at a discount. So people can, he beat, they actually injected him. They injected him with lethal viruses and he, and they have no effect on him. Mm, he, you crazy. know, he, he climbed, climbed Mount Everest and, you know, with no shirt on. He's, he's, a, he's an incredible human being about human potential. Yeah, yeah, Wim Hof. I've just recently come across, well, a couple of months back, but I was watching him a couple of days ago on London Reel. Have you? Yeah, I was on um, the London Reel with Brian. That's a good, yeah, one of yeah. my favorite shows. Yeah, it's, it's great. I watch it every day. It's amazing. Um, just moving on then, I suppose, back to business and maybe where there's transitions happening. I know that you're involved with esports at the moment. So this, it's kind of a relatively new, I suppose, market or concept for, for Ireland. But do you see it exploding now, the fact that more stuff is going to go digital and people are at home and maybe there's, there's more gaming happening? Oh, my gosh. If invest, invest, invest in esports. Even before COVID, it's the biggest hidden secret in sports. Yeah. Uh, I've never yeah. seen anything so interesting in my life. I invested in uh, Splice, the Toronto franchise, now Overactive Media, one of the biggest esport uh, companies in the world. Uh, and we have not even seen how big it's going to be. It ha- I have to thank my, my son. He was seven, and we were going to the NBA championship. And my son looked over at Oracle Arena, and he said, Dad, they sold out the League of Legends championship. Or, and I said, no, you got that wrong. That's online. And he said, no. He said, they sold it out. He said, more people watch that championship than the NBA finals. And I'm like, no. He's seven, right? He's like, no. And yeah. so when he proved it to me on his iPhone – he proved it to me. I, I immediately called my guys. I'm like, hey, I got to get involved in this esport thing. 
I don't really even know what it is. And I ended up being a founding investor uh, with Meta World Peace and Marcus Colston and The Weeknd. We all invested in this huge opportunity. And it just, through COVID, it keeps growing. And yeah. it, it, it's literally, it's the great equalizer in sports. You can be a man, a woman, tall, short, fat. You don't even have to have arms. I mean, literally anything, you could be a great player and fan. So anyone listening to me in Ireland, if you're not involved and you haven't invested, this is the hidden secret. This is the one. Super, eSports. Your, your latest book, Game Time Decision Making. Yeah, it's uh, completely relevant today Yeah, uh, based off of what, what I do is I give you a pregame analysis about the lesson I'm going to teach. And then I take great sports stories and great idols. Uh, Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets and Landry's in America and the Golden Nugget, he wrote the forward to it. And I use a pregame analysis to tell you the lesson, stories to teach you the lesson, and then a postgame analysis to give you uh, insight into that lesson. So utilizing what I learned in Ireland, I wrote a book <laughs> of how to tell, how to tell stories to teach lessons. The only thing I'm missing is I, I don't have any instruments. I can't sing. So if I can make it a music book, I would have, and I really would have impacted the emotional aspect, but it's a great way. It teaches you how to have the values, the strategy, the awareness to make good decisions in your life, regardless what's going on outside of you to make the good decisions based on value to maximize making a lot of money, helping a lot of people and having a lot of fun super it's interesting that you're you're able to call on all of this kind of sporting experience and analogy because one of my previous guests mark patterson ex-nfl um yeah he's doing the seven summits so he's he has one more summit to do uh was cancelled recently actually because of the the virus but um yeah i mean he was he was playing ball you're probably aware of him back years ago yeah, i flew i flew to the super bowl with him he was ah. on the same plane as me yeah <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, so Mark, Mark's a great guy. He was on one of my, my previous uh, episodes. Um, so it's, it's great to see how sport can play such a, a pivotal role in life and in business down, down, the, down the line. So just a word on, you have a show on, number one digital business show on entrepreneur.com. Yeah, so Elevator Pitch. Uh, Bill Shaw, the president of uh, Entrepreneur and I and the producer of uh, Undercover Boss, batted around several different ideas of how we could help entrepreneurs. And uh, Bill came up with the brilliant idea of putting somebody in an elevator for 60 <laughs> seconds with a big clock in front of them to make them nervous, which is really important to understand because that's why I, I detach myself from time. Uh, because time creates resistance. And if you don't believe that, watch Elevator Pitch and watch how some great entrepreneurs freeze because there's a big clock with 60 seconds counting down. Uh, but yeah, we uh, go ahead and allow them to pitch and then we let you out of the elevator with a good pitch. And then we have four judges to see who would like to invest in the company. And we're on season number six. Uh, we had to delay filming here April 20th. Uh, because of the virus, but we'll be back on track as soon as the studios open back up. Super. Um, just a couple of final notes then before we go. Do you have a favorite quote? Absolutely. Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. That will treat you well for the rest of your life. Solid advice, especially now. Um, favorite business leader, David? Uh, today, it would have to be uh, Jeff Bezos. 
you know, to have the vision to do and to invest in himself and in others the way that he is. And he just came through with another hundred million dollars to support our country. And, mm. you know, he's living proof that I'm a big guy about you can be a great philanthropist by making a lot of money if you help a lot of people and have fun. So he, he, he's my modern day uh, business hero. Okay, David Meltzer, thanks so much for coming on the Bootcast. Uh, before we go, how can people follow your own journey, reach out or support your... Thank you. Yeah, at David Meltzer, David Meltzer on YouTube and LinkedIn. Uh, David, not Dave. Dave is the wrestling guy, so people get us confused. So <laughs> David Meltzer, and my website is dmeltzer, first initial, last name. Uh, I'm coming to visit you, my friend. I love right. Ireland. Thank you so much for having me. Let me know. No problem. Thanks a million, David. Okay, mind yourself. Be safe, happy, and healthy. You too. Take Cheers. care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.